Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? I'd like to lead off by saying, go birds, it's Super Bowl week. Go birds. So today's episode, we're really going to be previewing the matchup against the Chiefs. What the Eagles can exploit, what the, what the Eagles have to watch out for, especially Mahomes is obviously the biggest threat on that team. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey connection has been going all year. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is a moron. Nothing changed there. Uh, regardless of the outcome, that still stands. Um, I mean, th- the problem I have with this game going in, and it's just like the other two games I've had in the playoffs so far, I don't know why, but I am completely neutral once more. This doesn't happen to me either. I am either freaking the hell out or I'm confident beyond belief. I have never been this level. Yeah, me either, man. Um, I I feel the same way. Uh, You know, this year, uh, I mean, I'm I'm really comparing this year and obviously the year they won. And the year they won, I was just, I was a nervous wreck before every game, during every game, because... Other than the Vikings game, um, both games were close. Like, the Falcons game was close, came down to the end, obviously that huge fourth down play. And then the Super Bowl, obviously, you know, I mean, it, that came down to the last play, you know, with the, with the Hail Mary and, you know, it falling to the ground and the game was finally over. So I was just, like, for the Vikings, I knew, you know, once I got to halftime, I'm like, all right, this game's probably over. But other than that, I was crapping my pants the entire time, but then... I don't know, this time, going into it, I definitely am not as nervous. I'm definitely, though, I'm more confident, which is weird because I'm not a confident person. But I don't know, just something about this team. I think we said it last week. I I feel like this team is just, it could be better than that previous team. Um, I don't know what it is. It's not could be. It it is. I I think. Yeah, they are. I think we are reaping the reward as fans of seeing a complete roster, one that's prepared to make a run like this, and one that can can succeed against any offense defensively yep. and can succeed against any defense offensively. So offensively, forgive me for my poor English, but I'm very excited for this weekend. This has been the longest week in my life, and it's only been almost three days. It's only Tuesday as we record this, so... Listen, we, we got put a... our episodes out Tuesday night for Wednesday, and I I don't know where to even go from here with my mind. I think everything will just remain the same. I, I really want to go over what we think is going to happen, what the Chiefs' offensive scheme is going to be, and what the Eagles' defense can take advantage of there. Because I think that if this game is to be won by the Birds – the defense is going to play a more integral part than the offense. And I'm not discrediting the offense. It's just you have to find a way to get pressure on Mahomes without rushing the house and somehow shutting down Travis Kelsey to an extent. Yeah. Over the middle, that worries me. Yeah. So we'll get into that in the podcast. Go Birds. It's Go birds. Super Bowl week. Let's get it. I got nothing left. What you say, Chip A? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. 
Let's get in the huddle once more and talk some Super Bowl birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Birds. Go birds. Go birds. This is the longest friggin' week of my life. Longest two weeks, really. I know, but I feel like ever since the work week started, I have been staring at the clock incessantly. Yeah, it's um, not healthy, friend. I know, but I need it to be at least Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, uh, it's Tuesday. See, that's a so, problem for me. That's a problem for me because it's not Saturday. Right, right. But let's get into it. Let's start off. With the Chiefs. Obviously a great team. Led by a great quarterback. Big red returns. What do you think right off the bat before we even get into anything? Uh, This is going to be a tough. This is going to be a tough fight here. Um, That bad. Like you said. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm confident, but. It really could go either way. This is the first time all year, really, uh, where I, where I just you know I can't really predict it. It's it's honestly anything could happen. Eagles could blow them out. We could get blown out. It could be a close game. It could go to overtime. I I just this this is truly the two best teams in the NFL at this moment. The number, two number one seeds, two great rosters, two great quarterbacks, two great coaches, two great just, just everything. So I, I I'm nervous, but I don't know. Um, like you said to me, I think the defense is going to be the big story. I think everyone's talking about the offenses and they kind of forget how dominant the Eagles defense has been, Um, you know, but listen, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. It's Travis Kelsey. You know, this, these guys have been here before. These guys know what it takes to win. You also can't look over a veteran like Jarek McKinnon or as much as I hate to say it, Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's good for a timely catch here or there. Yeah. No, listen, and listen, their offensive line really is good. Um, you know, obviously Orlando Brown at left tackle and uh, Joe Tooney, an all-pro at guard, and Creed Humphrey has been an all-pro. I think he was an all-pro as a rookie last year or two years ago whenever he was a rookie. So they have a good offensive line. Um, Trey Smith at right guard. So... <sighs> It's it's tough. It's gonna to be tough. It really is. Um, and that's that's. I mean, that's really all I can say. Uh, you know, there's no clear winner. It could go either way, and it's gonna so, be. A, it, it should be a fun Super Bowl. I'm gonna read you a tweet from Field Yates. This was yesterday. Yeah. The Chiefs this year, 16 and three overall record. Yep. 546 points scored. Yep. Six all pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback. AFC's number one seed. The Eagles this year. 
16 and three overall record, 546 points scored, <laughs> six all pros, including a Kelsey brother and their QB, NFC's number one seed. Yep. First off, like I, like I said, wild. that is wild. Very wild. Exact same amount of points scored, exact same record, exact same amount of all pros. Exact same amount of Kelsey brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, two <laughs> two two high level quarterbacks playing, you know, some of the best football they've ever played. Two great coaches coaching staffs. So, it, it, like I said, it's truly the two best teams right now in the NFL are, are going head to head. And that's what the Super Bowl should be. You know, every every year sometimes, you know, there's an upset and, um, you know, some teams are hot at the right time. But to me, these are the two best teams without question. Um, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a heavyweight fight. I don't think out of all the conversations I've had with various fans across the office outside of the office with friend groups a lot of people think this is going to be a high scoring game i don't i don't see this being a high scoring just gunsling match like the patriots super bowl was yeah i think if anything this is going to land in the 27 to 24 or 24 to 21 within at least a touchdown of that for each team yeah um it, the defense is going to be the crucial part. And I know I said that earlier when we were recording our intro, but being able to pressure Mahomes, getting a timely sack. I don't think the Chiefs offensive line is good enough to stop the Eagles defense entirely, but this is one of the better offensive lines that they've gone up against. For sure. For absolutely. Um, you know, I think I think going up against you know, switching to the offense real quick. I think going up against a team like San Francisco two weeks ago was a huge help because the 49ers defense, you know, I'm just going to say it, they're better than the Chiefs defense. Um, so I think that has helped the offense, but the defense, I think you said it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I think the 49ers and Chiefs have are close in terms of, you know, skill of offensive line. Um, so and I just but I just think with with the amount of guys that we have, you know, I mean with Hassan Reddick, you know, with Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Brandon Graham, you know, even Robert Quinn, Milton Williams, you know, Jordan Day. I mean, we have so many guys who do so many different things that I think it's gonna be tough for the Chiefs offensive line, you know, to to kind of to hold every single guy. Um, you know, I said it, I said it during the NFC. I said it, I mean, both playoff games really. And you did too. Hassan Roddick's been a freak. You know, he, he's on a mission and you, you just, you can just say it. I mean, he was great in the regular season, but once the playoffs started, man, it's like he hit another year. I mean, and he was already, you know, in my opinion, he should have been offered defensive player of the year, but he didn't, but he still had a phenomenal regular season, but, once the playoffs started, man, he was just, it, it was, you know, he he, he just was, it, it was another level. I mean, every play, Hassan Reddick, Hassan Reddick, Hassan Reddick, like he was in on every single play. And he's been absolutely amazing. Um, 
if we are able to win this game, I think he goes down as one of the best signings the Eagles have ever made. Um, you know, which is crazy to think about, but that's just he's, how dominant he's been. He's in the zone right now. He feels yeah. comfortable where he's playing. He knows what he has to do, and he's executing better than I honestly thought he would. All year long, he has. Yeah. And, I, and that's not knocking him. I thought he was talented, but this is another level. And he's part of the reason, and a, a big part of the reason why the Eagles are where they are today. And that's the thing I mentioned earlier. Like that, I think it helps too that you know he's able to do what he's what he does because the Eagles have so many guys that the offensive line has to worry about. Right. I mean, if you're if you're looking at a defensive line of and and you know even if they rush four, you're looking at Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and either Josh Sweat or Brandon Graham. I mean, you're. I mean, sometimes they do five. They do all five of those guys. So if you're an offensive line, you're like what do we do? You know, I mean, who do we block? I um, think so that's, that's another reason why I think Son Reddick has been so successful, but no, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. No, he's he, the, the thing is too, if, if you have a team like that, where it is set up, where there are so many threats, if you are good at your position and you are good enough to be as, to perform as well as he has all year, you should yeah. be taking advantage of those holes. I and mean, he has. So yeah. the fact that he can execute, He's proven himself time and time again. Now, the thing I do want to ask you, and I, I think that this is an accurate assumption, but when you, you look at a guy like Kyle Shanahan, when we were going up against the 49ers, he's more willing to take risks like blocking with a tight end when you definitely shouldn't have been there. I don't yeah. think Andy Reid, a veteran coach, a longtime veteran coach who has plenty of knowledge of the game, is going to do something like that. I think he's going to play more of a traditional style game, and I don't know what it's going to look like for the Eagles defense. What do you think that he's going to target for Mahomes to pick apart, and what do you think could fall apart and we need to observe? Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, I think, I mean, listen, you know, obviously the big weapon is Travis Kelsey, and I think if they're going to target anything – I think they're going to try and get him open in, in the middle of the field sort of area, especially if the Eagles run a lot of zone, um, which they don't. I mean, I think they run more man than zone. Um, but I think if if they were to attack anywhere, I think they're going to try and get Kelsey in the middle of the field. Uh, and, you know, and see what see what Kelsey can do to kind of, you know, just get open. So. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles kind of defend him. Uh, they could double team him. You know, they could have, you know, they could have a linebacker up on him and then as safety, you know, kind of kind of helping out. Um, I don't know. It, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I mean, he, you know, he's such a he's such a versatile player. You know, he can line up outside. He can line up, obviously, in the slot. He can line up on the line. Um, he's not much of a blocker, so I don't think, like you said, I don't think they're going to be doing much of the chip situation or they're going to be, I mean, he's not going to be blocking an edge rusher is what I'm getting at. Like, uh, like the 49ers were, um, just cause George Kittle is a better blocker than Travis Kelsey. Um, but with that said, they still could have a blocking tight end. I mean, I don't know if, you know, they have, yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to harp on that point. It's just. I, I don't see that 
happening yeah. in this game. Yeah, and and think, it's, it's the fact that Mahomes is also injured. So yeah. they have to protect him a little more. Yeah, I think I think they're going to try and, and, and do a lot of quick passes, and I think they're going to try and get Kelsey uh, going pretty early. And I think they're going to try and get him involved, uh, you know, going over the middle a little bit. And he's kind of, you know, you might see some slants uh, to try and get him open. So I think it's going to be a lot of quick passes. The, you know, the Chiefs know the Eagles, the Eagles defensive line is, you know, great. So they're going to have to plan accordingly with that. And the Eagles, the Eagles are going to have to do a nice job of, of covering and uh, tackling as well. So with all said and done there, in order to contain Travis Kelsey, what, what is the game plan there? And the, the problem is too, you don't want to leave the guys on the outside open. And then yeah. you have to worry about Jarek McKinnon too. Isaiah Pacheco runs like he's angry 24 seven. Yeah, I think I think if if they if they stop the run, that's going to be huge as well, um, because yeah, like you said, Isaiah Pacheco has been has been great. Um, Jared McKinnon has been great as more as like a change of pace back, you know, a, a receiving back. Um, so they've been they've they've been good all year too. So I think if you can, um, you know, I think the Eagles for the most part have done a nice job against the receiving backs, um, but you see sometimes against guys like Saquon Barkley or. You know, we saw we saw two weeks ago when Christian McCaffrey became more of a runner that they kind of struggled a little bit. So I think if they can stop the run early, um, then, you know, they're going to the Chiefs are going to kind of become one dimensional and they can focus more on the pass. OK. I'm nervous, but it's like I said, I mean, the Chiefs can beat you in any way, you know, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes, so. It is Patrick Mahomes, and that that's one thing. I also don't have any ill will towards the Chiefs. I mean, you can't, really. Um, you I, know, with so much ties between these two teams, you know, like obviously Andy Reid and the Kelsey brothers, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just, I mean, he's a he's a nice dude, you know? I mean, and, and he's a great football player, Um you know, there's not much to hate about this team. It's not, it's not one of those teams where, you're, you know, you hate them like the Cowboys, you know, so. Oh, and, and now the Niners, I can't stand any of them. They, well, they're fans. They're Their fans. fans have been. I don't really care about the team, but more so the fans. Fans have been whining nonstop. It's like, geez, man. It's been a week. It's been a week and a half. Yeah. Get over what it. the hell? But. Let's let's shift over offensively. Where do you see the Eagles offense taking over? Do you see them sticking to pass heavy early and run heavy late? Um, not I think I think it's I think it's going to be run all the way. You know, I think if um if the Eagles can run the ball effectively, I think they win the game. Um we saw it in both playoff games, they were able to run the ball effectively and they were able to score, you know, 38 and 31 points. So I think it's going to be the same game plan. You know, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. If it don't work, then you pass. But with this with this offensive line that we have and the running backs that we have, it's tough for anyone to stop the run game. And we just went up, we, we just went up, up against the best defense in the league, the number one run defense in the league as well. Um, so, you know, if we can run against them, then – I like our chances against this team as well. So when, when it comes to running, do you see them 
blending the running backs, or do you see them using a guy like Miles Sanders more as just a bell cow to keep the ball moving? To no, I, time off that clock. I think they stick with what they were doing. I think I think the plethora of guys have been working. You know, all three guys have been effective. Uh, I think they start off the game with Miles Sanders, but I think they sprinkle in Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. And I think all three guys should get, you know, a healthy amount of touches for this game um, because it's been working. You know, a, a, these guys offer, you know, different sort of skill sets. They might be similar in stature, um, but. They just, I mean, just just having three different guys, you know, to to who are who are effective when they run, and just offer you some different things, is huge. Um, it's it's harder for the defense to adjust, you know, when when you know one play it's Miles Sanders, next play it's Boston Scott, next play it's Kenny Gainwell. It, it's it's hard for a defense to to adjust that quickly. So, I think having three guys like we do who have been so effective, I think you just stick with that and. Um, it's been working and all three guys, like I said, have, have all been very effective. So let's hear your evaluation of the Chiefs D line. Do you think that they're going to have the ability to challenge the Eagles offensive line? I mean, listen, they have some good players on the defensive line, obviously starting with Chris Jones, you know, perennial pro bowler, all pro great player. He kind of lines up in the middle sometimes, and he also lines up on the edge. So, you know, but other than that, um, you know, Frank Clark has passed his prime. He's still a good player, but definitely not what he used to be. Um, they have some decent interior defensive linemen. They don't really have – I mean, George Karloftis, I think – I don't – I haven't really paid much attention to him this year. I think he's had a decent year. They they start him still, so I think he's doing like, pretty well. But that, definitely the main focus is Chris Jones. Um, he's far and away their best player defensively. And um, – but but – with that said, I mean, you can throw them at any any guy on our offensive line, and I like our chances. So let's talk about this. I saw this online the other day, and I wanted to bring it up during the podcast. I'm glad you know we started talking about this, or I would have probably forgot, even though I wrote it down. It's always great in my memory this week, as you can tell my brain is now sludge. Uh, so the Chiefs have the number one early down passing offense. They pass frequently, often. Uh, they pass early. Mm-hmm. The Eagles are sixth. Okay. Do you see that trend continuing, one? And two, if the Chiefs continue that trend, that would just give the Eagles more opportunity to get after Mahomes. I don't think that their O-line will be able to contain everyone, as we've said. Yeah, I, I think in order for the Chiefs to win this game, I think they're going to have to run the ball effectively. Um, because, like you said, I, th- I just don't think the offensive line for the Chiefs can can handle the, the Eagles' defensive line all game long. Um, no, this is Patrick Mahomes. I am not discrediting Yeah, Patrick listen, Mahomes. it's Patrick Mahomes. You know, he does a great job of getting outside the pocket. He does a nice job of, of um, getting the ball off where he needs to. You know, again, it's going to be tough. You know, anything I say is going to be tough um, against this team. So, but I think if the if the Chiefs are able to run the ball against the Eagles' defense, it's going to make it a lot easier for them when they do pass for that. You know, for that big play that the Chiefs are known for. If Mahomes' mobility is limited. I feel that the Eagles will have like they will dominate defensively. Yeah, I, I think we'll see it though. 
But I, I think he's still I think even with the high ankle sprain, I think he's still mobile, um, you know, more mobile than, you know, some other guys. Um, so I, I just think if you're if you're the Eagles, just go in as if he's 100 percent. Because, um, you know, once he's out there, I think he'll be able to still, you know, move around and do what he does. Even with the ankle injury, he was doing yes. what he did. So yes. it, pressuring Mahomes is the key, and locking up Travis Kelsey in the middle is going to be the key. I have all the confidence in the world in Slay. I have all the confidence in the world in James Bradbury. Uh, don't get me wrong, I have confidence in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, but it's Travis Kelsey. It is. It really, and he's going to be, you know, I think, like you said, with Bradbury and Slay on the outside, you know, you can kind of plan around that because, you know, obviously Slay will be on, I guess, Valdez Scantling. Or, I don't know, because Juju's more of a slot guy, so I don't know who they would put on the outside opposite of Valdez Scantling. Um I know they have some injuries to the wide receiver position as well. So we'll see. I think I think if you're the Eagles, then you kind of just say, okay, whoever's on the outside, lock them down, and then we'll we'll focus on, you know, who's gonna guard Travis Kelsey, who's gonna guard Juju Smith Schuster. And that's I mean, that's what you gotta do. I think if you know, if you put a linebacker on Kelsey, um, you know, obviously Kelsey's such a great athlete, it's gonna be hard for a linebacker to kind of keep up with him, but that's why you put a safety, you know, behind the linebacker so you can, you know, the safety can keep eyes on Travis Kelsey. So it, it's going to be a tall task to to try and stop Travis Kelsey. You're not really going to stop him. You're just got to try and limit him. Yep. And we we said that before. I offensively, I think the Eagles are going to score. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I I don't see it happening. If you consider twenty something points high, good for you. I I don't think that's a high scoring game i think that's a pretty normal game very well fought uh this game could very well come down to a field goal Mm -hmm. so keeping the game close limiting the run and finding a way to limit travis kelsey put mahomes in holes where he has to either a throw the ball away or b take a risky shot downfield yep uh now mahomes can hit that risky shot downfield but sometimes you just got to let it fly and see what happens He's it's not like he's invincible. He's really freaking good. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's it's you know, it's always. uh, yeah, It's intimidating, you know, for, especially for for us, you know, because we we watch Patrick Mahomes every week and we see what he does. And um, but he is human. And again, if you get pressure on anybody. They're more likely to make mistakes. So I, I think the biggest thing is going to be. What the Eagles have done all season long is get pressure, get pressure, get pressure, get pressure, get pressure. Every play, just pin your ears back and go. And I think that's what the Eagles have done so successfully. That's why they're here. It's a big reason why they're here. And if you can do that again against a great quarterback, then go do it. And when you look at the Eagles offense, too, you have A.J. Brown on one side. Yep. Devontae Smith on the other. Mm -hmm. You have Dallas Goddard. All three of these guys have the potential to have a hundred yard games. And you have you have a quarterback who can hit those guys, one, and you have a quarterback who can 
make a play out of a bad situation. Right. I think when it comes to the scramble, Jalen Hurts has become a threat even outside of the pocket to the point where the play is never truly over yep. until he runs it out of bounds or throws it away. Yep. And and I am not comparing him to Mahomes, but in the same way, when he is outside of the pocket, he is just as much of a threat when he's comfortable with the ball, when yep. he has a lot of time. I think – and that goes to how much development Jalen Hurts has had this year as a player. The vision wasn't there last year. He's got it this year. Yeah. The decision-making wasn't there last year. It's there this year. Mm-hmm. And I like I really just want to give the guy credit. I mean, he has taken every single criticism that anyone could have possibly thrown at him. Including us. Including us. Put his head down, went to work, shut us all the hell up. And I'm going to go back to something we have said about every single Philly athlete. If you can shut us the hell up, you win. Yep. He won. Now let's get this dub. Amen. Yeah, seriously, though. That that dude, and you know what the crazy part is? He's 24 years old. So much poise. Can go up there and answer the yep. craziest questions with a straight face. And seriously, the fact that he is so young yet so mature, doesn't take it to heart, went out there, did what he had to do, improved his game to the point of being a franchise quarterback for this team. I mean, he, he, in my opinion, he's the perfect guy for this team and the city. Like you said, he's, he's, he's very mature for such a young age. I mean, he's my age, Jesus. Um, and the fact that, like you said, he, he took what we said, what everyone said last year, addressed it, came out, played phenomenal all year long. Made it to a friggin' Super Bowl as your second year as a starter. And it's just the the he he's the perfect guy to lead this team and this city. If with, you're able to take the punches and roll with them in this yep. city, you're going really far. You're going places. And you know, he he and 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 listen, he took also, you know, he, he's talked with guys who have been in this city for a long time. Guys like Donovan McNabb, guys like Michael Vick. I mean, even even like Allen Iverson, you know. I mean, everyone has raved about this guy when they talk about him. And just the hard work, the grittiness. It, 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 he's the perfect guy for this team in the city. He, he won. Yeah, he won. And that's the best case scenario. And I'm not ashamed to say I was wrong. There were times last year where we were pissed off, but I don't think it ever got to the point of get the hell out of town. No, no. It, us. You know, I never hated the person. You know, I we, we, we knew from the moment he stepped in in the city, really. I, even when he got drafted, it wasn't a boo. It was like a what the hell is going on? It was more confusion and and anger towards the Eagles. It wasn't anger towards him as a person because literally, like I said, as soon as he walked into the city, he, he, he embraced it. 
and he accepted the criticism and like you said put his head down worked for you for two years and now he's here it's wild it's wild to think about how far this team has come it's wild to think how far he's come yeah seriously i mean and there's been videos recently because obviously you know he made the super bowl to think where he was when like how low he was when he got benched for Tua in the national championship. And then the next year you come in as a backup. But then that that season Tua gets hurt, I think, and they he beats he beats Georgia. Yep. To, he to came go in to, against Georgia and beat Georgia. Yep. And the next year transfer to Oklahoma is a Heisman finalist there. Gets drafted in the second round to back up Carson Wentz which right now is crazy to even think about. But when it happened, I was we were confused. Then winning the job, because Carson Wentz was absolute garbage. Then leading this team to the playoffs last year, when we thought it was a complete rebuilding year. And now this year to come out and do what he's done, and the improvements that he's made to lead this team to the Super Bowl. I mean, if I told somebody in September that this team was going to make the Super Bowl. You would you would have thought I was nuts. But he did it and you know it's just it's unbelievable. The wildest thing to think about is the fact that the Eagles are back here already. Yeah. I mean we thought, you know, 5 years ago, you know, we thought, all right, we got a team, we can compete for years. And then Everything just went downhill. But then somehow within that time, we were able to keep some of our core players who are still consistent and good, bring in this all this young talent, and develop a quarterback, another quarterback, and, and now we're here five years later. It's just – it's crazy to think about. It's something I never thought – you know – especially in like the years like 2019 and 2020 where we were bad. I just thought, all right, well, we got a Super Bowl. It was nice while it lasted, but we're here again already. And it's just, it's crazy. So with that being said, what is your prediction? If your gut had to say it right now, I mean, my gut says Eagles. Again, I just think this team is from top to bottom. I just think I think the defense is so good. I think the offense is so good. I think the offensive line is so good. I just think they have more advantages than the Chiefs do. Mm-hmm. But again, it's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Like, if if you take out Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey, it's like okay, obviously we win. But it's like those two guys alone make are just sense. that good. Yeah, or, they're just that good. Like, it's it's literally nobody else on that team except maybe Chris Jones a little bit because he's, he's also really good. But those two guys alone, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, are so unbelievably good. Those two are the guys that scare me the most by a mile. 
literally those two guys could beat could beat any team. And that's that's not you know, I'm not even kidding. Like, that's how good they are. So, you know, if you could somehow limit those two guys, I think the Eagles win. You can't let Patrick Mahomes get going. You can't let Travis Kelsey get going. I mean, we've seen unbelievable games from those two guys. You know, when they're, I mean, and they have so much chemistry. You know, they played, obviously, in huge games together. So, I don't know. I mean, those two guys really could beat you, but I just think of the the Eagles, like I said, the fact that the Eagles were able to run the ball so effectively against the 49ers, it gives me hope that they can, you know, run the ball effectively, maybe even better than what they did. And when they run the ball effectively, they're just such, such a better team. And again, um, running the ball effectively doesn't mean you have to have a running back that has 100 yards. It means no. that you're just running the ball down their throat. Yeah. I mean, if you if we have three guys who are running the ball effectively, I mean, that's almost impossible to stop. You know, so I, it just it's it's such a huge advantage for the Eagles, in my opinion. Um, so, I mean, this again, this might be biased. My gut says Eagles. It really could go either way, but I'm going to say Eagles. Score. Uh, if you had to take a shot, I mean, this is just. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if this is like, like I don't know if it's going to be a close game. I really don't. Um, I'll say. I don't know. Spit out a number. 31. I don't know. 3121. 23 21. Birds. Okay. 23 21 birds. I do think the birds score a little bit more than that. I don't know. I think if they, again, I keep going back to this. I think if they were they were able to be so effective against the 49ers. Now, again, the 49ers were playing with a fourth-string quarterback. I understand that. But they're still a really, really good defense. Better than the Chiefs' defense. So I think if the Eagles were able to be so successful against that team, then, you know, and, and listen, this is the Super Bowl. It's, it's a different game. It's a different, you know, scenario. We're not at home either. So... I- don't think it's going to be because they don't have the potential. I think both offenses are going to run down the field on long drives. I think both quarterbacks are great. I think both defenses have the potential to do that, to keep the game going longer. I think we're going to see a lot of long drives, a lot of ball movement. And that's why I think it's going to be a lower score. Okay. Okay. There could be a couple of plays where we're going for it on fourth down. Same thing with the Chiefs. But it's going to be a defensive battle. I think that could invert to a higher score if the defenses are out there for a long time and they're gassed towards the end of the game. And that's probably my biggest worry. 
Um, yeah. I think I think my biggest worry is outside of Mahomes and Kelsey. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think for me is if the Eagles start to turn the ball over. Now, the Eagles have done a phenomenal job of being careful with the ball all postseason. Really all season. There was a few games in there where they kind of got sloppy, but then they, you know, they were able to adjust. So if if the Eagles continue to take care of the ball and they're somehow able to get a turnover or two, that could also be a big, big story of that game as well. And now the angst kicks back in. I think every day I'm going to get a little bit more nervous. And once the day is finally here, I'm probably going to be crapping my pants. And then I think once the game starts, I'll kind of... No, you know what? No, I'm still going to be nervous during the game. What am I talking about? I don't know. Yep. I'm going to vomit. Probably. I mean, you will, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a vomiter. I'm more of a just sit there and twitch a lot kind of person. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a I'm a vomiter for sure. Oh man, no, nah, I'm not gonna vomit, but I'm definitely be very nervous. I don't know. We will be in the same room again once more. Once more, and uh, the same room as uh, that I watched the original Super Bowl run in in 2017. Yep. I'll be in that crappy chair. 2018, but and uh, you'll either be on the bed or on the couch, probably the bed again, if I had to guess. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it could be either or. It really does depend on what, what time I was there. there. I would. I was there. I was in both spots, but in the same vicinity. Yeah, so as long as you stay in that six feet in that vicinity, I'm good. If I sit in the same crappy chair, we'll be good. Same clothes. Same clothes for the most part, yeah. Shoes. Same shoes, same uh, jersey, same sweatshirt. Wear my glasses. Uh, Not wear my glasses. Yeah, you can't. Uh, Same hat, obviously. I didn't Uh, wear a hat, so I can't wear a hat. The hat smells really bad. Yeah, you should probably wash it after the game. After the game. Um, I have not shaved my beard Good. Can't. in a very long time. Can't do it. Um, I'm pretty sure my boss is getting ready to say something to me about it. Well, listen, you know, if she says anything or he, I think it's a she, though. Um, yeah, just, I mean, you got to lay down the law, you know. It's the birds. For the birds, go birds. I don't think they will, but I also need a haircut, which yeah. is the double-edged sword that I, I also haven't done since the playoffs started. Yeah. And since, you know, we're, we're rolling. Yeah, you can't. You can't change anything. And I'm not going to set an appointment until after the game for the haircut. But it will be the next weekend. Yeah. That's fine. The next thing, I have to buy my trans pass for SEPTA mm. halfway through the first quarter. Uh, I don't know why I did it that Saturday, the week before, but I did, and then I did it again Sunday. So, 
Am I too superstitious? Uh, yes, but for all the right reasons, of course. Yeah, of course. Definitely not the wrong reason. Yeah. I mean, I'm um, literally, I'm going to the same place because, and, you know, my cousin's coming in from Florida for the game. But I can't see him. Well, if they, if they, after the game, I'll go and see him, but I can't before the game. Right, yeah. Um, also, every single time you see your cousin, we all die of illness. No, just me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah. It's not just him, though. Like, obviously, my, a bunch of my family will be there. Yeah, no, so. like, I, I know. It, it is a trend, though. It, it's happened three times. It is. Yeah. Twice. Uh, no, the, the one thing twice, the other time was just cold, but. Uh, did I see him before that? Yeah, the, remember the one time uh, you thought that you had the cocoa again, but you didn't? No. I don't remember. You're probably right, though. Anyway, I don't know, because we actually, I actually do stuff when he's here, you know? Other than that, I don't, I don't leave my house, so it's like, you know. Oh, dude, shut up. Um, oh, dude, we went golfing two weeks ago. We Speaking did. Speaking of, we did. I need a fourth for Saturday if you're down. I can't. Damn it. I tried. I have a party. Man. I actually have something, though. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just messing around. But, but yeah. I, uh, I am now nervous because we talked about it. And I wasn't thinking about it before this, and now I am. I'm once again, I, I'm still neutral. I, I need to see how the game plays out. Yeah, yeah. I need to see what they do early. And yeah. I need to see how it translates after the half. It's going to be the longest halftime show of my life. Now, the first time was Justin Timberlake. This time it's Rihanna. So it should be better this time. You prefer Rihanna over Justin Timberlake? 100%. Yeah, but JT's the man. I mean, he's cool, but... I kind of like them both. I don't... Rihanna's awesome. Yeah. And, like, Rihanna has been away for like forever now so everyone's looking to be like excited for her i bet like rihanna yeah I don't, I don't hate rihanna i don't i don't listen to rihanna i think i think the performance is going to be better than justin timberlake's i'll say yeah that. probably so yeah but it's going to be the longest halftime of my life so so i just hope it's not like a half hour long You know, I hope they get right to the performance, do the performance. It's a good, solid, you know, 10, maybe 15 minutes, but probably like 10 to 12-ish. You know, clean up all the crap, all the stage, and then get everyone back out there, you know? I just don't want... I don't want to sit there having panic attacks every 30 seconds, but it's the exact thing that I want at the same time. Oh, what's going to happen? Um, it's going to happen. Why does that happen, though? That is wild. All right. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. And since I've done it the past two podcasts, I'm going to place a anytime touchdown scoring bet of $5 on Boston Scott. Okay. 
You did the you did the last two games. Last two games, I bet, placed five dollars on uh, who I think is going to score a touchdown. It's not the first touchdown, anytime scorer, right? Anytime scorer, anytime scorer. Boston Scott. I know it's a little risky, but no, I think listen, it could happen, man. Look for a nice little change of pace. Yep. If, if they get down to like the three, then it could be him. But if they get to the one, it's obviously gonna be the quarterback sneak. But yeah. if they get down to like the two or three, it could be could be Boston Scott. I, that, yeah, Which is weird cool. because he's the smallest of all three of them. So you'd think like maybe like Miles Sanders would get it, but no. That usually when it's like two or three yards, they give it to him. I'm fine with it, but I think uh, for some reason something's telling me Boston Scott is going to score a touchdown. And yep, I'm in. I like it. I'm going back to 2017 when Corey Clement scored a touchdown. Yes. Randomly. So everyone's predicting that Kenny Gainwell will have a Corey Clement like game in the Super Bowl. He might. He really might. And, you know, to another thing to think about since the 49ers game went so poorly for the 49ers and the Eagles were able to run, run, run. Yeah. Their offensive playbook has been shut. We don't know <laughs> what they're going to pull out. Yeah. We could be worrying over nothing. We could be worrying about a lot. We could see we one of the best games of our lives. Yeah. It could be um, the worst game of our lives. Could be. Actually, no, I take that back because nothing can uh, nothing can beat Super Bowl 53. Super Bowl 53 will always and will always be the worst game that I've ever watched. That was the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen in my existence. It was the year after the Eagles won. So I was sad that they didn't repeat because Alshon Jeffrey, but we're not going to talk about that. And it we're was not 13. We're not tossing blame around. We're keeping positive vibes here. It Come was on. 13 to three. And they didn't score the touchdown until the fourth quarter. I thought the. I got a migraine watching that game. Was it the Super Bowl where the Seahawks absolutely whopped the Broncos? Yeah, that was Super Bowl 48. That was terrible, too. 47? No. Yeah, 40, 48, I believe. I mean, when it's a blowout in the Super Bowl, you're kind of like, damn, man, jeez. That was almost 10 years ago. Man. Like, no, it wasn't. Super Bowl 48. It's now Super Bowl 57. It was nine years ago. Hold on. Oh, my God. It was. We're old. I think I was a freshman in college. Oh my god! Uh, I was in. What year is it? Twenty twenty three. I was in. Twenty thirteen. I was in my freshman year of no. Yeah, freshman year in high school. Wouldn't that make it ten years ago? No. Oh yeah, I was in my sophomore year of high school. Oh boy. And hmm. thanks. Thanks. Now I'm now I'm old. Yeah. All right. We've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go birds. Go birds. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go birds. Go, birds. go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. Go birds. You can birds. find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. Go Birds. Go Birds. 
If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com. Go birds. Go birds. Or our Twitter DMs are open. You can uh, find us there at the PHL bandwagon. Go birds. You can also birds. follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. Go birds. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. Go birds. Go birds. Um, Instagram. Maybe. As we said, it could happen. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, go birds. We'll go consider birds. it. Yes. Um. We share on Facebook. Uh, we don't share our polls there because their poll system is just terrible. Go Birds. I don't think they have one. Go Birds. But they did. It was two options, Go Birds, but oh, go birds. it was it was horrible when I was sharing it, it, it so I stopped doing the polls. But uh, anyway, Go Birds. Go Birds. Go to the Wake Shop. Get your TBW merchandise. If we see you in a TBW hoodie, T-shirt, hat, anything, <clears throat> we will stop and say hi. Because we would really appreciate it. We appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate everything. Go Birds. Go Birds. This Super Bowl run has been something that neither Chip nor I expected. Go Birds. Go Birds. But it has been some of the most fun football that we've watched. Indeed. Go Birds. Go Birds. For joining us on this journey. Go Birds. Go Birds. We thank you. We'll see you at the next stop. Go Birds. Go Birds. Where we will either be. Go Birds. Go Birds. Extremely happy. Go or. Birds. Go Birds. Devastated. Go Birds. Go Birds. Otherworldly devastated. Go Birds. Well, uh, thank you guys for so listening. Look forward to that. Go Birds. Go Birds. Thank you for listening. We'll see you at the next stop. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.